From the Los Angeles Times, this is Coronavirus in California, stories from the front lines. I'm Gustavo Oriano. It's Tuesday, May 19th. Today, my beloved Orange County, California, has received a lot of national attention regarding coronavirus, and none of it positive. Cities have sued California Governor Gavin Newsom for shutting down our beaches. Protesters by the thousands have gathered against local rules with no attempt to socially distance. Businesses have opened, daring authorities to swoop in and stop them. Meanwhile, COVID-19 cases here continue to climb. Supervisor Lisa Bartlett has tried to carve a political middle road in Orange County. She represents the wealthier, wider communities in South OC. Supervisor Bartlett acknowledges that coronavirus is still a problem here, but is trying to politely push for a way forward. Blue Shield of California would like to take this moment to thank the mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, daughters, sons, friends, and heroes on the front line. This fight is tough, but so are you. And we're grateful for your courage and your dedication to keeping us all safe and healthy. Thank you. Supervisor, do you know anyone personally who has contracted COVID-19? I do not. I've spoken to a number of individuals who have either a relative or a co-worker who has contracted COVID-19. And then at the County of Orange, we have several employees who have contracted uh, COVID-19. Yeah, because so often when we talk about politics, you know, there's so much about numbers, about opinions, this, this and that. But I've always found with politicians, a lot of the times when it hits them personally or they know someone personally on, en- on any issue, it, it takes on a completely different uh, meaning to them. You're absolutely correct. It, it really brings it down to a personal level at that point. It's not just this global pandemic that's affecting people from around the world or somewhere else in the country. It's affecting people that you actually know or people that are related to people you know. Yeah, totally. As a government entity, I always find it interesting with a county because a county, at least in California nowadays, it seems to be like the middleman between the the state, you know, the state government and then the cities. And so, so sometimes the board of supervisors plays the peacemaker. Sometimes the board of supervisors plays the deal breaker. Sometimes the board of supervisors plays general. So wh- how would you characterize Orange County, the Orange County Board of Supervisors right now in relationship between the state and the cities of Orange County? The Orange County Board of Supervisors and the county in general, we wear many hats. So depending on the uh, exact situation or whether it's a funding request or an initiative that needs to move forward, we might wear the hat of of dealmaker, negotiator, funder, uh, enforcer. It, It really runs the gamut, just depending on the specific item that we're addressing at that time. We have to be very flexible. We have to be able to pivot on a moment's notice. Most of the time, we are looking towards affecting the lives of people on a positive level within our counties. And we have to sometimes make some very tough decisions. So it's not always easy for us to wear the many hats that we do wear. Has there been a single easy decision with coronavirus? No, funding allocations and where to put our resources, what to open up, what to close down. Like I said, it affects lives on a day-to-day basis. And so the decisions we make, um, we have to bear in mind the impacts and how people are going to be affected. And they're not always easy decisions. We have to balance a lot of things relative to public health versus what people want to do relative to opening up the economy, for instance. Yeah, one thing I noticed recently is the County of Orange, along with some other counties in Southern California, you're asking Governor Gavin Newsom, say, hey, you know, don't be as stringent with sort of the benchmarks that we have to reach in order to be opening up life to how it used to be. 
Well, we want to be able to accelerate through phase two, the latter part of phase two, where you can actually open up restaurants for dine-in and outlet malls and malls in general. And in order for us to get to that point, the acceleration parameters have to be met. And unfortunately, the acceleration parameters are set the same, whether you have a county of 4,000 residents like Alpine County, which is our smallest county in the state of 58 counties, or 3.2 million people that we have in Orange County. So one of the parameters, for instance, is zero deaths within 14 days. Alpine County with 4,000 residents, easy to meet that. Orange County with 3.2 million people, impossible to meet that right now. The most we've been able to go without a COVID-related death is one day. So a number of the Southern California counties that have very good statistics, low death rates, low amount of hospitalizations, a lot of hospital surge capacity, we decided to join forces. So Riverside, San Bernardino, Orange County, and San Diego because our numbers are pretty consistent and they are good. And we have a lot of hospital surge capacity. So we want to move forward to be able to relax some of those parameters relative to large urban counties that are doing well. Because a county of say 3.2 million people like our county shouldn't be held to the same low statistic as Alpine County with 4,000 residents. Uh, on the other hand, you do have cities in Orange County that have been really hit by coronavirus. I'm thinking like Anaheim, Santa Ana, even per capita, Los Alamitos, Huntington Beach. Do you think that one size fits all approach to trying to loosen the regulations might be able to hurt other cities in Orange County? Not at all. We had some spikes simply because in some of the cities we had some um, spikes relative to skilled nursing facilities. And those are more or less the isolated incidents within those cities. And we did have a spike relative to um, hospitalizations. So I think you have to take a look at the long term as opposed to the one or two day variances that we've had on the COVID numbers. But I think in general, the four counties have done extremely well with the safer at home policies. And now we're ready to really reopen our counties and We need to be able to sit down with the governor and his administration and walk through those three or four parameters where for the large urban counties that are doing well, we need to be able to relax those parameters to allow us to move into the latter part of stage two and reopen a number of our businesses. And not only that, you see Orange County, even in Southern California, it's been doing better than the other counties, Riverside, Ventura. uh, I don't know about Ventura. I think not as much. I think Ventura is a little bit better, but definitely Los Angeles and San Diego. Why do you think coronavirus has not hit Orange County as hard as some of the other uh, counties in Southern California? There could be a number of reasons for that. Um, It's hard to speculate at this point, but I know that when the Orange County Board of Supervisors came out with our healthcare procedures and policies for safer at home. Please wear uh, face coverings when you're out there in public. We took action early on and put in a lot of preventative measures that I think really helped our county and helped our numbers. So we're really proud of our efforts, but we're now ready to get opened up and get back going again as far as the economy is concerned. This LA Times podcast is presented by Blue Shield of California. The fight is tough, but so are you. Thank you, Frontline. This advertiser has no influence over editorial decisions or content.
Supervisor, how's uh, Orange County's relationship with Governor Newsom right now? I think it's actually very good. So this year I serve as the president of the California State Association of Counties, statewide organization that represents all 58 counties. So I've had a number of interactions on a personal level with Governor Newsom, and I've got a very good working relationship. We don't always agree on everything, but we do have an open dialogue, and I appreciate that. I think as a county, we were singled out as a coastal community and had all of our coastal areas and beaches basically shut down on a temporary basis because the governor felt that we had folks that were congregating on the beaches, not complying with the mass gatherings provision of the state order. And so he did temporarily close our beaches. But I worked hard and worked with our coastal cities on active recreation plans. And then we came up with a plan for the county beaches and we were able to get everything approved literally in one day turnaround through the governor's office at the state level. So we've had a cooperative working relationship. Could it be better? Probably yes, but we are working hard to collaborate on many, many things at this point. And it was unfortunate that our beaches were shut down, but we were able to turn that around very quickly. Yeah, you, you seem like a voice of moderation in terms of the county government, because on one hand, you have cities like Huntington Beach and Dana Point who are suing the state. You see a lot of rancor towards the governor. On the other hand, of course, you have people who say, no, we have to have everything completely shut down. There can We have to follow the state blind, you know, blindly. We have to do whatever Newsom says. In this day and age, when everything is so stratified, what's good about having that middle of the road approach? When you have individuals that take extreme positions, either far left or far right, it tends to be polarizing. And I think looking at every issue on a fair and balanced basis makes sense. And to the extent that we can put policy over politics, again, to me, that always makes sense. It's not always easy to do, but I think it's really important to try to achieve that. Yeah. At one point, you actually wanted the beaches to shut down. You're arguing that Orange County would get an influx of people from San Diego County and Los Angeles County where those beaches were closed. But obviously, for you, it wasn't something to do forever. It was something to do until you had a better plan in place. That is correct. And when San Diego did open up its beaches for active recreation, that really helped our uh, influx coming into our coastal areas. And so I was basically responding to a lot of our resident concerns and also the coastal cities that were having to deal with people gathering on the beaches. And it was really hard for them to police that on a day-to-day basis. So we had to take some appropriate action with closing our beach parking lots. But at this point, we've got active recreation back on our beaches. People are happy. They're out in the ocean paddleboarding and surfing. Yeah, that beach issue made national news, of course, with the protests in Huntington Beach, thousands of people there, and even uh, some of your constituents down in San Clemente. You had a a restaurant that opened. There was no uh, social distancing. The owner argued, look, we have to make money. Laguna Woods, also, you had senior citizens there protesting against a county for a plan that was ultimately scrapped to house homeless people who had COVID-19 in a hotel within the city limits, all this negative attention put on Orange County, where do you think all that anger comes from, from the people who are protesting against uh, the state when it comes to coronavirus? Well, I think part of it is perhaps a lack of educating some of the public relative to COVID-19. People are scared. They, They know it's a virus, but this is a different kind of virus. And it's a matter of getting educated about what we're actually dealing with. It's three to four times more contagious than the average flu. 
And we have tens of thousands of people a year that die from the flu alone. When you take a look at our numbers relative to coronavirus, this is something that we certainly have to deal with. It's a global pandemic. But I think once people do get educated about public safety and public health, then they understand why we're doing some of the things that we're doing because we want to keep our numbers relatively low. We want to keep the public safe and to keep them healthy. But there are members of the public that don't always agree. And so then you have the protests like in Huntington Beach and some of the other areas. And they actually went into court for a temporary restraining order against uh, the closures of the beaches, and they were denied on the TRO basis. So I think the better way to go is to work collaboratively at all levels of government, city, state, federal, to look for good solutions. And working together towards those good solutions makes much more sense than getting into a legal environment in court and trying to uh, let a judge determine which way we ought to move. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing that strikes me about these protests is that they're almost exclusively in the wealthier, not just coastal communities, but just wealthier communities. You don't see these protests happening like in Stanton or La Habra or Anaheim, Santana. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it's just a matter of people's perspectives, and it might just be either demographics or political persuasion. It could be a number of factors, um, but the coastal communities for whatever reason, they are very protective of their communities and they're also very vocal. Uh, Yeah, no, well, hey, you know, people in Santana and Anaheim are also very protective and proud of their communities. And if anything, they're the ones who are getting wrecked more economically out of this. Based on the numbers that I've seen relative to coronavirus, I think that is correct. And we're trying to do everything we can at the county level to ensure that we get resources out to all of the communities. And most of those communities are inland. They are in central Orange County and north Orange County. And that's where part of our major focus is to make sure that we have adequate resources for mental and physical health and safety net services and other resources that can be made available to make sure that we all get through this really difficult time. But you're correct. Yeah. And finally, how are you as an individual dealing with the, you know this? Are, are you going out much? Are you wearing a mask? Whenever I go out in public, I do wear a mask um, to the grocery store, that type of thing, dry cleaners. And I think it's important to have face coverings. I also take my microbial spray with me. That's <laughs> a Lysol equivalent. And I've also got a hand sanitizer um, that I take with me at all times as well. I think it's really important to not only protect ourselves when we're out in public, but to also protect the public at large. Yesterday, Governor Gavin Newsom announced he'll loosen rules for counties to start opening more businesses, like restaurants and shopping malls. That change will potentially pave the way for the vast majority of counties in California, including Orange County, to go ahead with opening. Los Angeles County, which outpaces other parts of the state in confirmed cases and deaths from COVID-19, is not among the counties with ease reopening rules. That's it for today's episode of Coronavirus in California, Stories from the Front Lines. Thanks for listening. Do you have a story you want to share with us? Call our hotline at 213-986-5652 and leave us a message. That's 213-986-5652 or email me, gustavo.ariano at latimes.com. This podcast was hosted by me, Gustavo Ariano. Our producers are Paige Heimson and Stan Lee. Our senior producer is Rena Palta, and our executive producer is Abby Fentress-Swanson. Our engineer is Mike Heflin, and our original music was composed by Andrew Eppin. If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple. Special gracias to Julia Turner, Shelby Grad, Hector Becerra, and Clint Schaff. 
For the latest coronavirus stories by my LA Times colleagues, including an up-to-the-minute tracker of cases across California, don't forget to visit our website. Right now, access to facts has never been more important, and the LA Times is in the business of reporting them. Stay connected and subscribe, because your subscription supports the production of podcasts like this one and our award-winning journalism. Visit latimes.com support LA Times to subscribe. Stay safe and see you tomorrow.